Man, making a comic seems like a lot, <laughs> a lot of work. Anything that is a piece of media uh, that is and uh, that that has like a story or a continuity is hard to write. Hey there, welcome to the Wings Forever podcast. Joint creator, host, a lifelong Wings fan, Lola Valentine. As she invites you to take a deep dive into the very cool universe of Wings Club. So whether you've been a Wings fan since 2004, or you vaguely remember the show from your childhood, or even if you're being introduced to it for the first time, welcome! This is the Wings Forever podcast. Welcome back to the Winks Forever podcast. I'm your host, Lola Valentine, and today I am joined by a very special guest whom I've recently gotten to, the pleasure to get to know, um, artist and Winxer, Mickey Little. Mickey, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. Thanks for being here. Hello. I'm so happy to be here, too. Oh, gosh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> You're great. How are you feeling? You just released your first chapter of Chronicles of Magics. Do you feel like some weight off your shoulders, like a little bit, or like now that it's out there for the world to read? I'm still very nervous about it. I remember that yesterday, right after releasing it, I just put my my phone down and I cried for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it's really emotional. Something that you've been working on for so long, you've poured so much of yourself into. I mean, I'm sure that's super emotional when it's finally like out there and released and it's not just yours anymore. Like other people are getting to now experience it. That's that's awesome. I, I don't know. It feels weird. Like it's the first time that I do a comic and, and like such a big project itself and yeah. putting it out for the first time was very emotional and I don't know I'm I'm still nervous today like I got a good sleep uh, after weeks of sleeping like three hours a day trying to oh, finish gosh. it and pushing it out yeah and I don't know it was nice getting to sleep and such and, and I don't know it was like a very emotional uh relief I guess yeah yeah I I can only imagine (laughs) well before we dive into um your amazing comic um which is now available to read the first chapter on tapas.io um I'd love to let our listeners uh get to learn a little bit about you and your history with um Winx Club so we'll start with kind of um when did you first uh, see Winx Club like what was um, what kind of attracted you to this really niche <laughs> kind of show this is a funny study because here in Spain Winx Club was a huge thing back in the early 2000s yeah. so basically Winx was like a status thing here and I remember uh, having all the merchandise as a child, like I got into it as a child when I was like four, four or five, and I had all the merchandise, I had all the magazines, I had a giant poster in wall <laughs> on top of my bed. I love it. I love it so much. 
And like there was this sticker album and I had all of them like trading with everyone. And I don't know, it's so nostalgic because Wings really was my entire childhood. Like I had an obsession with Wings Club as a child. So coming back to it when I was an adult because I had this time when I, you know, be a teenager. I don't like child's things anymore. Right. And then I, I just I just came back from the shadows and I said it's time to wake the beast again. <laughs> I love that. And, I love that so much. <laughs> and it's really funny because the reason why I decided to come back f- to the fandom after so many years was because the live action got announced and the season eight just had released and everybody was complaining about it. And I saw it and I said, I gotta join this. I gotta join the <laughs> drama. <laughs> so I did. I basically decided to make some redesigns very close to the original designs. Like I barely changed anything. Yeah. And they go, well received. And then I said, I can do better. And I did another one. And I think that this day, those are my most famous redesigns of the wings that I don't like anymore. But people keep talking about them, doing fun art of. And I'm just like, please stop drawing that. I don't like that anymore. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I made it like two or three. Yeah, two years ago. So, you know, artist days, you draw thing and two hours later, you don't like it anymore. Well, that's not the case, basically. Right. Yeah, because you because you work so hard to hone your craft and and to get better every day, right? And so that's only natural. Like, you know, you I, I look at old, I mean, even just the first like couple episodes of this podcast that I started in. January, you know, and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I can do things so much better now. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just a part of growing as as a creative, I guess. Well, that's basically this the story thing. I just like, nice. I don't know. I made a deep dive into into the fandom. I joined this group that was very big, and I didn't understand why it was so big. It's a Facebook group called called like Groupics, and nice. I still them there and I love everyone there they have been super supportive of me um and to be honest I thank them a lot for all the love and support they have shown me uh, in the early stages of my reintroduction to the fandom yes yes yeah I I I always say it um but this fan the fandom is like a huge part of like why I love I love Wings Club. Um, it's such a great community. And like we were talking about last night, like it's just so supportive and, and you know, there's just a lot of um, a lot of nice people in it. So it's really, it's really nice and refreshing. <laughs> to be honest, I honestly am in a group of people that thinks that whatever the fandom does, it's better than whatever the official Wings Club does at times. Like, we have yeah. so many nice creators, and I'm just so sad that they don't get a chance to shine, like, Rainbow noticing them and saying, oh, these people are popular, people like what they do. Maybe we should ask them for advice on what we do now. Right. Wow. Wild idea. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I know. I, I wish that... Um, uh, 
that they were more receptive to the things that we have to offer um, as the huge creative fandom that we are. Um, But alas, here we are. (laughs) That's okay because we can literally make our own good content. Like you've clearly done um, with, with Chronicles Magics. Um, It's incredible. Like the attention to detail, the art, I just, I'm still so blown away. Um, I keep rereading it. Like, it's just so magical. When did you um, first start drawing? Uh, another funny story, because I have drawn since I have memory. Like, since I was a child, my mom always tells me this story of how when I was one year and a half, uh, she said, let's draw a cow and put a pencil for the first time in my hand. And we draw a cow. It was so horrible that we literally call it the scary cow and I didn't oh. want to look at it anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, according to my mother, I had never stopped drawing since then. And I remember that uh, this is, I think it's kind of narcissistic uh, saying this, but there's this story I don't remember about, but because I was so, so small, where apparently my teacher told my mom about sending me to these um, people for with a special capabilities, or I don't know how it's called in, in yep. English, uh, because I would draw very nice for my age. And I had like um, some kind of understanding of depth and, and those things. Uh, but I never went to one of those centers. And oh. I'm just having bad grades now so I, I'm just like my my, my teacher was mistaken all along oh, no. <laughs> I just good at art and that's the only thing I'm decent in art that's it I would say you're a little more than decent <laughs> when did you start making digital art I think that I started when I had my first computer but I would use a mouse um and must paint <laughs> Yes, it's like drawing with a rock. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I would draw with my two hands on the mouse. Like, I need to make this very precise. Um, And then I moved on to another program like Photoshop. I had my black aerograph face where I will just color everything with a black aerograph. And then I moved on to Paint Say, I believe. And got my first drawing tablet, and that was a life changer for me, to be honest. And since then, I've been drawing digitally, really. Uh, I think that my first piece in DeviantArt was drawn with mouse on MS Paint. And it's from 2012, I think. Wow, yeah. That's awesome. So, do, you, do you still like to draw um, just with pen and paper sometimes? Yeah, sometimes I do. I really enjoy uh, watercolors, especially. Ooh, yeah. And I paint a lot in watercolors. It's just that I don't like um, how the end result looks like in traditional, but I enjoy much more how the sketches look. Yeah. And it's easier for me to draw traditionally than digitally, actually. I don't know. It's like in traditionally... Uh, the sketches flow more naturally, but I like the result, like the cleaner result that the digital has. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, what keeps you inspired to keep creating your art? Like you said, you've been an artist pretty much since you were born. <laughs> you were born an artist. You were born to create. Um, but what keeps you inspired to to keep making your art? I think uh, it's mostly music. Like I can't uh, work in silence. I don't understand people who work in complete silence. <laughs> Uh, I need to have something on the back of my head playing. And it's really funny because when I find a song that inspires me, I just put it on loop and I can yes. draw for hours on end with that song on loop and just make a whole story out of one song and such. Oh, um, I love that. And that's really interesting because I literally have YouTube folders that are like, uh, songs that remind me of this uh, character and I mm -hmm. have like a playlist of all their songs and it's like I'm just make stories out of songs for my character sometimes so I, I think music that. is music is a very big and important part of my art progress and also I when we started like a quarantine with COVID and all of this a, a lot of streamers that I follow I started to do role play yeah. and now I also work with role play uh, on the on the back of my head uh, playing or watching videos and stuff really cool. I also like I also like taking inspirations from shows that I watch like uh, Madoka Magica for example is a big inspiration for me also Kill la Kill Castlevania is yes. a show that I love and so sad it ended but apparently there's going to be a spin-off so I'm very happy about that because that show was amazing and it deserves much more attention yes and, oh my gosh I don't know it shows and fandoms in general really inspire a lot inspire me a lot I also used to do role play I don't do that that much anymore because of time and school yeah but uh, years ago, I will role play all the time with my friends. Like, let's ship this character of mine with your character and make a story out of it. And then I will draw it. And I don't know. Th those are some of the things that inspire me the most. Yeah, and I love that. What's your um, favorite music to listen to? What's your favorite type of music? I think I have a very wide variety of music that I listen to. I think um, I listen mostly to pop music, but I also like indie a lot. Yes. And sometimes I really like metal. And for example, but it's like I like metal, but that has like a sweet touch. I think that mm -hmm. one of my favorite artists is Poppy. Oh, because yes. <laughs> she's very metal, but she has such a sweet voice. And that's, that's like so yeah. funny. And and basically I I fell in love with her art her style and her aesthetic and all of that. Just like Melanie Martinez, another artist that I really love. Yeah. But I think that through my Wings journey, the artists that have inspired me the the most are um Lordi. Not everybody talks about Lordi nowadays, but yeah. she's such a great artist. And, and uh, well, and Aurora, and I don't know, maybe Taylor Swift has also inspired me a lot with folklore. <laughs> 
So what is your favorite part of this Winxer community that you're a part of? I have two things that I love a lot, I think. First of all, it's possibly the least toxic fandom that I have been in. <laughs> like I haven't received as little hate as I have with Winx, which is funny because I nearly got canceled in Twitter because of a Winx redesign that I made. Yeah, but, um, but a lot of people is very nice and supportive overall, and they give you nice opinions and such. And it's not like, for example, before being in Wings, I was in Star versus the Forces of Evil, and that was just toxicity all around. People arguing about this ship being better than this other ship and yeah. making worse out of it. Or you're copying my Starco child and all the Starco childs look the same, so it made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing about wings is that you can ship whatever you want and nobody will complain about it but because they would be like, yeah, I, 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 I see what that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I have seen really weird ships. Like, I'm obsessed with this artist. I can't remember the name now, but uh, they have. I have been following them for a few months. And they made we, uh, Bloom X Icy comics. And I'm obsessed with them. Same! And I've never like, shipped them before. But then when I saw her comics, I was like, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Exactly. It's like... So good. I have never shipped them, but now I do because these comics are great. <laughs> and I don't know, it's like you can change your mind constantly because the fandom is so active uh, that you can like, oh yeah, I see what that would make sense. So I see what this pairing is good. And I don't know, it's nice. I, I like that about this fandom. I also like, well, the content creators in it. Um, I have been supported by a lot of creators especially uh cuba helped me a lot um ivy and down they have been very supportive of my of me like i don't know i i love this fandom i love the people in it it's it's really nice and i love unicorn of warm i think i gotta shout them uh, i m- make them a shout out because they are amazing and they did such yes. a great job for this yes <laughs> i love i love their video essays on winks like it, they're so good and so accurate <laughs> and just very i think funny. i have watched all their rankings like at least twice all the rankings <laughs> that they do i watch yes. it again and again <laughs> it's like yes yeah, so accurate so i accurate, cry every so time <laughs> I love it. Well, Mickey, thanks again so much for being on the show today. Um, I'm really excited to get to learn about your creative process and making your original Winx-inspired webcomic, Chronicles of Magics, which, again, is now available to read the first chapter on tapas.io. But before we dive into that, um, I'd like to do a round of rapid-fire questions with you. Are you ready? All right, let's try this. (laughs) All right, here we go. Favorite Winx member? Aisha, I love her so much. Uh, what's your favorite season? Uh, season three, of course. Favorite specialist or male warrior? As much as I love Nabu and Timmy, 
My favorite right now is Brandon. Favorite movie? Secret of the Lost Kingdom. The other two didn't make much sense to me. No. So I just <laughs> stick to the first one, which is the only one that is canon in my heart. Same. <laughs> Honestly, same. I feel like a lot of people feel feel that way. But I yes, I feel that. Um, favorite transformation? Enchantics. Like, that's superior. I remember crying as a child, seeing all the wings die and come back in their enchantics form. I was like, yes! Oh my god, yes! And no other transformation made me feel like that. No, not at all. I agree. Favorite romantic relationship? I love Brandon and Stella so much, especially in the first three seasons. The other seasons don't exist. Only three seasons exist. And in the first three seasons, they are the loveliest couple of all of them. I'm really sorry. I just really love them. I love it. I love it so much. Um, favorite villain? Walter. I think it's obvious. Everybody <laughs> loves Walter. Well, that's all of my rapid fire questions. That wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will dive into the vast world of your Winx reboot webcomic, Chronicles of Magic. Stay tuned. If you're enjoying this episode of the Winsworth Podcast, follow the show on your favorite streaming platform so that you are notified when new episodes are released. And we're back with our special guest, artist, and Winxer, Mickey Odell. And it's time now to dive into our topic, which is your brand new Winx reboot webcomic, Chronicles of Magics. Ah, so exciting. So... <laughs> I remember, gosh, the first time that I saw one of your illustrations and I was just absolutely blown away by your artwork and just the creative retelling of these characters and their stories um, when you would share like their bios and and just things about about your remake of the characters. You're just, gosh, you're so talented and so creative and to take a story that we all know and love and put a completely new spin on it in a way that's also very familiar but also when I read it like I felt like I was watching Winx Club for the first time again like it was that magical. What inspired you to recreate the Winx Club world in Chronicles of Magic? I think that it was like after joining again the fandom I rewatched the show entirely until season six because I really I really couldn't eat up season seven and I tried to watch season eight with a friend of mine and we had to stop after <laughs> the third episode so I was like this this is great this has potential that is very poorly executed maybe I can do something about it and I I guess I tried and I wanted to like I saw all the comments people were leaving and all the opinions especially unicorns of war opinions because yes. they are very valid and, very <laughs> and I valid. said all right all right let's let's do this and i like decided to make it I didn't know if I wanted to just like make mini comics or make like just illustrations and tell a bit of the story here and there and just leave it at that but then I studied I started to study art at school and they said all right but you need to do a final project and get your title and I was like all right then let's do this a comic I guess <laughs> and that's how that's how I I decided to make a comic really when you're creating a reboot of a whole story that means a lot 
to so many people. I mean, there's got to be a little bit of pressure, right? What's been the biggest challenge while making the comic for you? It's been a lot of challenges, really. I'm a very anxious person and I'm extremely afraid of messing things up. So I think that trying to portray the characters that are coded as a certain race, like Nisa, Nisha, and Flora, uh, trying to portray or make some kind of reference to the cultures that they are coded as in a respectful way was very difficult and challenging. It took a lot of research and still doing research and I have like a team of people that uh, are from the different ethnicities and parts of the world that they can help me out and tell me hey it's very you do that or you don't do that and I think that that's the most difficult part to be honest I really appreciate all the feedback I don't know just overall I feel like the Winx Club um, community has been very hyper focused on on a lot of those issues especially with all the whitewashing going on and and the series itself and then also with fate, of course, um, the conversation happening around that. So yeah, that that has to be hard to deal with for sure. Um, and I, but but one of the things that I love about um, you as a creative and just as just a caring person, you know, is that you are taking the steps um, to to learn and to and to be better, which is you know, so much more to say for you than, you know, uh, maybe a lot of other people because you you are putting in the work and, and it, you can see it. And I just really appreciate that. And I hope that that encourages you to, you know, um, don't don't grow weary of, of doing good and, and of trying to be better because at the end of the day, we're all just trying our best. And um, and I really appreciate it. So, yeah. Thank you. It's just really, I'm really nervous. I'm very anxious about making any mistakes. So I make sure every little detail is reviewed right now. So nobody can say anything. And if they say (laughs) it's like, this has been reviewed by someone from this culture. So maybe, maybe it depends on perspective and not on general view. You're listening to Queen's Forever Podcast. You share a lot of information um, about your redesigned characters and the plot lines and uh, Chronicles of Magics on your social media and on your Discord even. Um, does this does all this information um about your reimagination of the Wink story, just does it just live in your head? Like, or have you written it out somewhere? Like, what has been your creative process in create like recreating this world? I'm a very messy person, and I must say it's all in my head right now. And that's it. And if I or don't read what I said, I just go back to this chat and say, Oh, so I said this, so it's this thing. Um <laughs> I'm really messy. I I take notes, but then I forget where I put them, and and I just have my head notes. I guess I remember those little things, basically. Okay, interesting. So in your head, you kind of have a timeline of like of of these big events that are happening it to your characters, the re- these reimagined Winx characters, um, but you're just kind of keeping tabs, like here and there on the things that you share on social media and versus like what you have in your kind of headcanon is that correct yeah yeah basically (laughs) and this is a very very weird theme 
But basically, I have a frequently asked questions section on my Instagram. And yeah. I actually do it because a lot of people ask the same question again and again. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, all right, but what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to help keep your keep your thoughts concise and about what you've yeah, what you've said about your own characters. I I understand that. <laughs> the thing about the this comic is something that I have said in questions too. Uh, I change my mind constantly. So maybe yeah. I think that I said it's going to happen. Maybe next week I said, maybe it's not going to happen because I got a better idea and I changed that. So Right. <laughs> like um, like the other, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, or maybe it was like last month or so, you were working on your comic and you had mentioned on your Instagram stories um, how you're probably going to uh, change the character design um, just in the middle of the comic um, and because you were not happy with the way that um, your proportions were um, with the current design. Do you think that that's a result of just being so close to the project? Like you're like, you've been working on this for so long, you know, Um, do you think that that's just you being overcritical of yourself and of your work or do you or um just always looking for constant ways to improve um what do you think that is um i think partially is that uh because uh and the other partial thing is because a lot of poses and a lot of things just look weird with the proportions that i'm currently using so i think that more realistic proportions may help me uh, work better on poses and all of that stuff because there are a lot of poses that I couldn't do because, well, if I do that because her hand is so big, I'm not going to be able to show this thing. And yeah, uh, the style doesn't match anymore. Working in the ages, knew the order of the, the comics because I was not in order. I was like, I feel like doing this page today, so I'm doing this page today. Um, you would have seen how the first pages, everything was so detailed. I got to do this little thing in this corner. And the last pages that I did are way more simple and have detail. And you can notice it when you look at the comic as a whole, because it's like, right there, some pages have more detail, some other pages have less detail. But since everything is mixed in the same thing, in the same pot, you don't really see it. But it's like, if you know the order, you can see how slowly all details are going away and fading in obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> and for example, I think the shading is a thing. A, a lot of people pointed out how much they like the shading, but the shading was one of the things that I got very lazy with in the last few pages. Wow. Um, and I was like, I don't feel like doing this texture anymore that I was using for this kind of lighting in this room that I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, and nobody noticed. And I'm so happy nobody notices, but they will know now. <laughs> the thing is that I kind of want to make, like, I want to work faster because this comic took me so long. Yeah. I saw someone asking me if this comic was going to be updated weekly. And I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and I really, I really would like to work on this comic not as, as fast as Ivy does. I don't know how he works so fast. He like does updates monthly yeah. with a lot of detail and a lot of really nice touches and details and textures and patterns and everything right. like how does this man work so fast <laughs> and I can't and then I'm like all right I gotta find a style that makes me work more comfortable so I can work faster 
and I can also maintain the same uh, level quality all along. I yeah. think that it's probably the quality is probably going to drop a bit in the upcoming pages mm-hmm. uh, of the next chapter. I haven't started it yet, uh, but uh, I think that people are going to notice the change a lot and they're going to be like, all right, but why does it look like this now? It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm not going to change the designs because I have changed, um, well, I didn't change Bloom that much, but I changed Stella's design so much and I took so long designing her outfits that I'm like, I'm going to change the style, but not the outfits because I'm just so tired of designing outfits for her. <laughs> she has like a thousand outfits right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's a Stella. It's a Stella. She can afford them. but <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, speaking of um, uh, redesigning characters, um, Wings Club has a lot of complex characters in it, right? And what I love about your reimagined Wink story is that you've added even more complexity to these characters and um, have expanded the universe um, even further with them. Um, who, in your opinion, was the hardest to redesign um, visually or character-wise even in your webcomic? Flora. <laughs> Flora. It was Flora. It still is Flora. The thing about Flora is design-wise, like appearance, um, She's like the closest one to a classic fairy. So yeah. I want to give her that classic fairy look. But at yeah. the same time, I like I want to keep her not so fairy-like and make her more cohesive to the rest of the unit of the wings and the other characters in the background. And I'm like, all right, I got to find a middle point. And I try. And I have been designing Flora for months and on and on and on and on. And I think people are tired of me redesigning Flora. I think <laughs> someone told me, I want to draw Flora, but you changed the design so much, I don't know which Flora to draw. And I'm like, <laughs> totally understandable. <laughs> and I'm just really scared that I think the rest of the winners are going to appear in episode three. I'm just so scared of episode three releasing and a week later looking at the episode like, I don't like Flora anymore. I'm changing her again. Oh, no. Right now, <laughs> right now I really like her civilian outfit. Uh, I had to redesign her uh, it a lot of, again because I made it really complex. And I was like, if I have to draw her like this in every panel, I'm going to die. So I will <laughs> simplify this. Um, yeah. And I simplified it a bit. And right now I'm very happy with the design. Personality-wise, Flora is also being a mess because she has absolutely no story or development in the show. Like yeah. all the other wings have like a sub uh, plot going on. Like Stella has her struggle with her uh, parents and all that stuff and keeping her high standards as a royal fashionista girl. Yeah. Tecna has her problem with her developing her emotions and feelings and showing them. Mm-hmm. Musa has the whole thing with Riven being in a toxic relationship and dealing with her mom's death and her 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 dad not wanting her to be into music and all of that. Yeah. Bloom has Bloom is Bloom. <laughs> Aisha 
Aisha has her whole problem with her parents being overprotective as a child and she wanted to break free from that lifestyle and mm-hmm. struggling finding a, a other trusting other people and such things. But then you see Flora and Flora is just there and looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she's like she does nothing really. She's just there. In battle, she's the first one being knocked out, and that's about everything Flora does, really. Because I, yeah, I find it really hard because I only have two powers. One power is giving a character who already has a story uh, a bigger development, yeah. or giving a character that has absolutely no relevance relevance like for example Veranda is going to be a character in my in my comic and I already gave her a huge story out of nowhere but then you have Flora who is like in the middle like she's a main character but has no plot then what do you do with her right yeah man honestly because yeah really the only thing that she struggled like we see her struggle with is like having a crush on Helia in season two and then like you know her relationship with her sister like that's all we get from flora <laughs> honestly and it's like the relationship with her sister is not like a plot thing because they get along well they have no problems so it's like <laughs> right. all right there's no problem here family conflict no anything with flora no spice her only plot is a boy and that's it <laughs> oh so degrading oh you're right oh my gosh <laughs> And it's funny because, as I said, uh, I watched the show, like, the three, the first three seasons, which are my main inspiration, I watched it, like, seven times. And all the times I take notes. And I remember having pages and pages of notes of all the wings. And then yeah. there was Flora. There was Flora. Is there. Has a crush on Elia. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm open for suggestions. So everyone in the comments who wants to say, make Flora do a backflip, then maybe I will consider making Flora do a backflip. (laughs) You're listening to the Queen's Forever podcast. You and I have discussed before how, um, you know, there, there are some things about faith that like, we have different opinions on and but you didn't really really overall enjoy the the netflix reimagination of the wings club story um fate the wings saga but now that you've kind of like created your own winks story reimagination through um chronicles of magics um do you think that people will kind of see um how you feel about fate as a little contradictory as that you've taken so many liberties yourself with the wink story and made it kind of your own. Um, would do you, do you think that that'll be an issue at all um, moving forward with your series? I, I'm not sure about that, but the thing about faith is that they made so many changes. Like the thing that I, I thought when uh, creating my comic is that, all right, wings has, these things that are like the core of wings. They have glitter, they have transformation magic, they have the crushes, they have this futuristic setting, but it's magic. And 
and they have like these nice friendship and personalities that all the queens have. The thing about fate is they just took everything that made wings special and unique and make them stand out among all the other magic dark academia series yeah. thing and they threw it away to make something more i don't know commercial or something yeah um and they they took all the characters personalities and flipped them like yeah. I, I changed some of the personalities of the characters but i tried to commit to what the characters originally were and enhance it in somehow for example yeah. um in my notes, I saw that Bloom uh, had this thing, whole thing. Bloom, for example, until season six, you never see Bloom talking about her Earth friends. Yeah. Never. And yeah. the only friend, quote unquote, friend that she has is Mitzi, and she's her bully. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, Bloom has no friends. Bloom is all the time talking about magic and drawing and being in her little bubble. She's obviously depressed. <laughs> yeah. So I took it and made it obvious. Yeah. And the thing is, there are so many subtle clues in the wings that they, it's like they throw little ideas, but they never commit to them. I said, if you put this here, I'm going to commit to it and enhance it and make it obvious. Uh, Let's take these things that the original show did, enhance it, and this way we can make it more mature. For example, the thing I said about Boom being depressed, I think that. It's not, uh, I mean, Steven Universe did a good job at talking about depression and all that stuff. And so did mm-hmm. she ran all these cartoons. But um, no, it's not very common. And it's something that I think that mental illnesses is a thing that we have to normalize. Yeah. And we have to be more open about talking to them. So people who have them don't feel weird or alone when they have them because it yeah. happens to a lot of people and and I think that showing these things should be normalized and I get that this is a show and they exaggerated and all of that but they wanted to go for something realistic yeah and they are not doing it right well man making a comic seems like a lot <laughs> a lot of work anything that is a piece of media uh, that is and uh, that that has like a story or a continuity is hard to write because Very hard. the beginning is like the thing that has to hook you and if it doesn't it's like it's really hard to follow it up yeah and writing i have a lot of respect for people who write stories i have a lot of respect for the people who wrote fate even though i didn't like it they had some things that i liked i didn't like the overall show but some things um but it's like all pieces of media has a story is hard to write. It's really it's really complicated when you do an episodic show or an episodic comic or something that don't have immediately uh, updating uh, content or yeah. that you can like have an overall view because the story is on the making. Man, that 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 makes a lot of sense, and that makes a lot of sense too. Why you know you you explaining explaining that um, why you you like sharing you know, so much of your ideas and things um, that are going to eventually come to fruition in your 
um, in your series, you know, like uh, sharing the character development, sharing the characters' backgrounds and what kind of they struggle with and things like that to give people kind of a taste, just a little taste of it, you know, of um, what what your comic will be like. Um, I think it's so smart um, of you sharing, you know, some of these little, they're not spoilers, they're like users and like um, just information about it just to give people anticipation, you know, about these new characters and how you're redesigning them and, and what um, they're going to be going through in your story. So it's really, really exciting. What would you say, gosh, I mean, obviously your art is amazing. You're so talented and you're inspiring a whole new generation of creatives, you know, with um, what you're creating. Um, What would you, uh, what advice would you give to artists that maybe want to start their own webcomic? I think that the general thing I advise people is one, to draw whatever makes them happy and whatever they feel comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, that's very important because if I know that there's this thing about I getting out of your comfort zone and all that stuff. And I'm like, all right, it's nice to be from time to time to experiment and see if you like it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like if you don't enjoy what you are drawing, it's just going to be awful an awful experience and I think that's important that it's important that you enjoy what you're doing um and another thing is uh watch and read a lot of comics for example try to learn from the big guys there's a lot of very big art commentation art commentators and YouTube and artists that they give really good advice and have really good tutorials that you can follow. Uh, if you feel like drawing something, just draw it. See if you like it. If you don't like it, it's fine. Don't draw it again. <laughs> or draw it if you feel like it another day. Don't be scared of not having an art style. I see a lot of people making jokes or being like shameful, say, saying, oh, I don't have an art style. I change my art style of the time. It's fine. It's just... yeah. You're a versatile artist. It's completely fine. But try to always not push yourself to a point where you just hate what you are doing. Speaking of getting feedback from your art, uh, what's been the general uh, feedback that you've gotten from the first chapter of Chronicles of Magix? I think that the overall response was good. Most people liked it. But I take notes of everything. Of of course. (laughs) I ask people... I asked people for opinions, but I got people telling me, a lot of people telling me about the pacing on the last few pages that there was uh, too fast at the end, especially the pacing was a bit weird and a bit fast at times. And I completely agree. I was running out of time. (laughs) I didn't have time for making more pages. I I wanted to make a page where... Stella and Nood were fighting and I wanted to make um, I wanted to make another page to show uh, more of Bloom's reactions and things like that because in the original she doesn't just blow up all the goals in one attack she also actually uses like two or three attacks and they grow and that's that I didn't have space or time for that sadly and I was really concerned during the process of it that people were going to notice how 
there was no action at all like it said the only action that there was was bloom unleashing her powers and that was it yeah i was really sad i couldn't add any battle scene or any build up for bloom that felt really that's something that i wanted to take more care of in next chapters because the thing that i was worried about was that all right so i take all this time and all these pages there are like two pages with no dialogue about at all with bloom just going on about her life in sadness and, and being just feeling bad and a lot of people told me that those pages were incredible like showing not telling and yes. they convey the emotions that I wanted and that was fine. Absolutely. I loved that. Like those were my favorite like pages for sure. Like the emotion was so there. Like it gave me goosebumps. Like I, I love it. It was really nice. But then it's like from that very emotional, slow paced moment, you go to, to you jump into action with no yeah. build up whatsoever. And that felt wrong. And I'm fully aware of that mistake, but I sadly <laughs> had no time for more. Right. Yeah. I had to deliver these this comic and I I really couldn't do much more. And then some people said to me that if you don't know about wings, you are not going to get this comic. Which I totally get. But this comic was meant to be made for people who are fans of Wings Club and have right. like a general <laughs> knowledge about it. But yeah. I I had this friend uh I'm going to shout you out. I'm really sorry for talking about you, but your comic was really important to me. And <laughs> the thing is, this friend of mine, I think they have, like, they are not very familiar with Wins Club whatsoever. And yeah. they were confused about everything that was happening. And I was like, this is how it's going in the first chapter. Like, yeah. I just recreated the story and other two panels. <laughs> and and he was just confused about what was happening, but that was literally what happened in the story. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. friend of mine told me that maybe we sh- I should have given out more clues about Bloom having powers before actually releasing but them. But, but again, we didn't the get problem those was, in. Yeah, we didn't get yeah. those in the first episode. Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. Exactly. And <laughs> I think that those friends, I'm not sure if they watch Wins Club or. They did, but don't remember because they did when they were little or something like that. I told them, I just followed the story of the first episode as it is. I may include some flashbacks because in the original story, there are some flashbacks to Bloom being a baby and all that stuff, using her powers and that. But yeah, if you don't watch Wings, uh, I think that this is not a comic that you will enjoy as much as... And at least the first episode, I don't know the following episodes, if they will hook some people up, maybe it will right. be, I don't know, like Homestuck, that a lot of people complain about the first few episodes, but then they loved it. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Comparing myself to Homestuck is a big strength, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, the thing is, uh, yeah, I lots love of people these. like Bloom with fire hair, which is nice. A lot of people yeah. in the story share that scene where Stella appears for the first time, which I also appreciated because that scene was probably the most thought scene of the whole comic. Yeah. I wanted a shot of Stella looking like the absolute goddess that she is. And, yes. 
and a lot of people like that scene and I'm really happy about it good and good. I think that's about all the feedback that I got like <laughs> pacing uh, some people being confused about the dialogues and not much more overall like congratulations on a good launch good first comic uh chapter launch like you should be immensely proud of what you've created and and have put into the world um it's such a just fun lively comic and from from what you've you've shared it sounds like you've learned a lot even through the process that will help you um down the road with with the rest of the comic but um gosh thanks again so much for coming on the show today um you're incredible your art's incredible um i can't wait to see just what else you do what else you create even if it's not winks related like um i'm i'm a fan for life <laughs> thank you so much i'm really happy to be that i had given the chance to be here and I'm just still very nervous <laughs> after so much conversation that we have had. But yeah. I'm just really happy. I hope this podcast flourishes because it really, it, it, it's a good podcast. You all have to listen to it. I'm going to promote this, this episode like crazy, but you need to listen to the whole stuff. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate that so much. So where can our listeners find you and your artwork on the internet? Uh, you can find me especially on Instagram. I think that's the place where I'm mostly active. Uh, I'm around Twitter sometimes, not that much anymore. And sometimes I'm also active on Facebook. So I think those awesome. are the places where you can find me best. Besides awesome. Tapas, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to link all of your socials in the show notes below so that they can follow you on all the places. Mickey, you're amazing. Thank you so much again for being on today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Winsburger Podcast, be sure to follow or subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform to be notified when new episodes drop. Join on the conversation when you follow Wins Forever Podcast on social media. The theme for the Wins Forever Podcast is the song She Makes Magic by Big Wild.